show is brought to you by MillenniLink, where talent and digital transformations intersect. Hey, Britt. Jess, how's it going? Well, we got the time change coming up this Sunday, so that's always a really brutal day. I've been seeing the memes rolling in for that already. Honestly, I've been so tired lately. Okay, I have been so tired lately, like sleeping like nine hours, if not more a night, like going to bed early, watching TV for like two. Like I need to get out of this habit, but I'm like... I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of struggling with it right now. Honestly, I'm like, is is the pandemic aging me? Because before <laughs> I could go to events and like stay up all night and like not sleep, and I was totally fine. And now, if I get like nine or hours of sleep, I'm like, I'm so exhausted today. I really need to take a nap. Like, I can't imagine going out tonight. I'm like, who the fuck am I? Like, what's going on? You know what I hate about when I fall into these ruts? I always give myself breaks. I always like indulge myself. I'm like, oh, you should have a brownie or have a muffin in the morning. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like when you're just like, oh, poor little me. And I just, I hate that. I just really want to kickstart out of that. I just, I just, yeah, exactly. Like I've fallen into this trap where it's like, oh, like you feel tired. Okay. Like go get a croissant. It's going to make you feel better. And it's like, oh, like I'm not working out. I'm not eating well. I can't, like, I'm sleeping, but obviously something's not working. I don't know if it's, like, seasonal depression going on. I have no idea, but I'm exhausted. But yeah, I'm glad and I have, I'm like, the, the worst kind of boyfriend in the world where I'm, like, oh, my <laughs> gosh, I need, like, a cookie. I feel bad. And then he's, like, I brought you some cookies. And I'm, like, no, you're supposed to shame me for eating no! cookies. You don't indulge oh, the so habit. Cute. That is so sweet of him. He or if I'm, like, testing, cookies. I test him all the time. I'll be, like, you know what? I think I'm going to get the cheeseburger and... You get the pee, I'll be like, okay. And I'll be like, no, force me to get a salad. Like, you don't indulge <laughs> these behaviors. Like, what kind of man but you are also you? Don't like, want a gu- you don't want a guy to tell you, like, what to order and how to eat. Like, ew. I would just rather somebody give me some restrictions. Like, I don't like, like, I'm an indulgent person with myself. Like, I'm like, oh, I better take a break yeah. here. Oh, I better slow down. Oh, I better take a nap for four hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I know. But that's the thing to- with dating. I feel like you, like, I never, like, try to eat desserts. But then when you're on a date, you're like, of course we're going to get dessert. And of course we're going to get some wine and another cocktail I think it's a lot harder in addition to everything else going on if you're also dating then there's just a lot more temptation to eat more yeah I'm just it's the worst he's the worst so (laughs) (laughs) so what are you doing for Halloween like you're gonna get dressed up just to take a picture like are you gonna do something fun yeah probably not see like anyone but I am making Twitter Joe go to the costume store with me what are you guys gonna be (laughs) I don't like who are we gonna see so I don't really know what we're gonna do but I want to be cute somehow so I have no idea who knows you guys have a cute look like I saw the picture you posted that he's like a big dude with a nice back you know and you're so like itty bitty so like you guys should play on that a bit I wanted to be Jasmine and Aladdin but I feel like no one's dressing up this year so I can't be Jasmine Jasmine and Aladdin she's what are you guys gonna do are you going to dress up? Probably just eat Halloween candy. <laughs> well, here's the good news with um, the energy conversation is we have two very cool, sexy, fun fitness influencers coming on the show later today. And they just inspired me, Britt. Like like you, we've both been feeling kind of Debbie Downer, like with the weather, the corona, the just endless sort of yeah. like being trapped in this sort of Isn't, same thing. It amazes me how they have so much energy. They still look so yeah. fit. I want to know I all the secrets. I couldn't believe he took a shirt off. I was like, whoa, hello. <laughs> <laughs> he has like an eight pack. And she is so, Steph is so pretty. Okay, so to reveal... The first guest is Mantis Venus, who I started taking his classes at SoulCycle about three years ago and loved his classes so much that I dedicated my birthday last year to having all my friends take his class for my birthday. 
Oh, like, fun. What studio amazing. did you guys do that at? We did it at the Union Square studio. And so he even let me ride on the bike in the front. He is just has such great energy. I love when instructors are like obviously really fit, but they don't take like take things too seriously. Mm-hmm. I feel like he has a really good balance of his energy and motivating you and like keeping things fun and funny. And so then and he's got his girlfriend, uh, and then his Steph girlfriend Curry. Steph is joining. Yeah. So she started helping him with his boot camps during the pandemic. And I was like, who is this hot girl who has this the girl's cutest, the cutest yet? cutest outfits she has the best body and I started following her and it turns out like this demo girl of his was actually his girlfriend I think Um, and so they're both in London together right now and she's Canadian she's She's from Toronto she's good friends with my cousin Sophie oh no way really yeah the two prettiest girls in Toronto plus OG Kelly Foss can't forget her (laughs) well so they're the most beautiful couple and I'm excited to talk to them about the future of fitness Everything in the news right now is around the fitness um, industry that's just booming and everything from sales, athleisure sales, about 40% over the summer, like higher than any other industry in retail. You've got all these new um, platforms coming out from like Apple, Peloton, SoulCycle is even launching one. So we just wanted to get sort of the inside scoop of what it's like to be in that industry right now and what the hustle looks like. And so stay tuned for later in this episode to hear all about it. And a shirtless selfie from Montas. Montas. <laughs> Have you guys heard how Black Friday is changing this year? If you're a brick and mortar company that depends on an end of year boost from Black Friday in holiday season sales, forecasts for 2020 are bleak. With COVID regulations expected to remain in place well into 2021, companies that depend on foot traffic are scrambling for e-commerce and mobile commerce solutions, as well as payment solutions that are consumer friendly. Creating, implementing, and maintaining a digital commerce solution for your business can be expensive and challenging, especially when you're trying to hire the right people for the job. But don't worry, Cake for Breakfast has got you covered. Our sponsor, Millennialink, is an all-star recruiter out of Canada. As American-based companies in the work-from-home era, we can use the service to hire tech and IT professionals while paying 69 cents on the dollar for top talent. Canada is a global leader in attracting tech and IT talent, with Toronto especially ranking up there with quality standards consistent with Seattle and New York. Good tech talent can be hard to find, so why not tap into some new pools of talent, especially if you have noticed a shortage in your market due to high-skilled immigrant H-1B visas being restricted. Hiring from Canada offers you a large pool of experienced professionals who have been educated, trained, and are accustomed to regularly working in the U.S. Now, here is the deal. Now through Christmas, Millennialink is offering 25% off all their tech and IT hiring fees. If you're listening to our podcast and you know you want a free tech assessment for your business to make sure your business is able to operate in the digital economy, then just give these guys a shout. They can be reached at 1-647-643-6100 or contact them at www.millennialink.com. Millennialink, M-I-L-L-E-N-I-L-I-N-K dot com slash contact dash us. You will find all this information in our show's bio. Today on the show, we're talking Nexium, crypto billionaires, and Nordstrom's buyer remorse. All right, so let's start today talking about the latest gossip with the Nexium cult. So Nexium cult leader Keith Rainier was sentenced to 120 years on Tuesday for turning 
some people into sex slaves branded with his initials and sexually abusing a 15-year-old. Oh, so terrible. Oh, my God. I feel sick right now. There's a lot of fan. There's a cult following for him, though. Did you see all those women, like, storming the courtroom or whatever? Like, and they were like, he's our God. He reminds me of, like, a Ted Bundy character. No, he's, like, more man. Ted Bundy, I could see that. Yeah, but he's more Manson family to me. That's the... He's not a... He's not a murderer, though, right? He's just, like, a sick cult leader. So, the news came out about the hearing, which was held at the Brooklyn Federal Court, where 15 victims were brought to the stand to reflect on their nightmares from being a part of this cult. And what made my stomach turn was after given the sentence, Rainier says, I do believe I'm innocent of the charges. It is true I am not remorseful of their crimes, and I do not believe I committed at all. Yikes. What? Like, that's a true sign of a psychopath when they have no remorse. He was running this cult for years and years and years and sexually abusing and mentally abusing so many people, um... And making people spend millions of dollars for this cult. It's just so, so crazy. And so if you don't remember us talking about Nexium May last month, this is essentially a cult where they charge thousands of dollars for this self-improvement course that was headquartered right near my grandparents' house in Albany, New York. <laughs> and they would do these retreats in Mexico and Canada. And they would essentially entice people to join by pretending and pitching it as a self-improvement course get them to join and then talk about all these exercises where you have to write down your deepest darkest secrets and put them on a piece of paper and that's your way of releasing the bad juju from your past and then taking these self-empowerment naked photos of yourself and branding yourself with his initials and it was all part of this like self-improvement course but really very quickly turned into it being a sex cult. Britt, you can speak closely to the story because you were at one point like semi-recruited for it, weren't you? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you can't say that. People are going to be like, excuse me. Like, can, do, can you please provide a quote for the news today? <laughs> no. Okay. So let me just clarify. One of my best friends, her family friend was a part of this cult. She was a victim of this cult, which is really sad. She was such a nice woman. And she actually has a very similar company to what I have, which is a hair and makeup service company that specializes in weddings. So I met this woman at my friend's wedding as we were oh getting gosh. ready for the wedding. Did she seem messed up? No, like she seemed just like such a sweet girl. I think she was, I don't know if she was a single mom or maybe she was married. I'm not sure. But she was talking about a trip to Mexico and her daughter went. And now oh I can't stop God. to think about Are it. must have been a Mexico me? trip with Nexium. Yeah. Wait, where do they brand the girls? Like, do they brand their backs or where do no, they brand them? No, like down under. What? Yeah, on the coochies. Oh, my God. That is mad. And who's doing it? Ranieri is doing all the branding? No, no. I think they had, like, they definitely, it was a very much, like, a tiered, multi-level cult. So they had, like, essentially what would happen is, like, they were given coaches. Mm -hmm. And so um, this woman had a coach. And whenever they called, you had to obey and pick up and speak to them. And then those coaches had their um, bosses. And it just kept went up and up and up until it hit Keith. I mean, this almost has like a Scientology tone to it. Honestly, the only thing I, I cared about in this you. case is the celebrities and the billionaires. And it sounds like that one celebrity girl was trying to recruit some Hollywood girls. The Allison Allison Mack. Mack. Yes. Yeah. Allison Mack from Smallsville. She, her claim to fame recently is not 
uh, movie, but rather her being one of the leaders of Nexium. And she recruited a lot of people from Hollywood to join. You had the heiresses from the Seagram family join. And it is yeah, like Yeah, those Scientology. are Bronfman girls for the Canadians. Those are like two, those girls were born <laughs> something like 200 mil in their pockets on birth. And then oh, at like 18, another 200 mil. And they just kept, they were like super lost. Like they're incredibly out of touch. They're just so unaware. Like I remember one thing came out and they were like, oh, Claire Bronfman is complaining because she wants to be able to walk around the, you know, walk around the perimeter of her house because she was on house arrest or whatever. And everybody's like, she has like a $20 million house. Like nobody's <laughs> crying for Claire Bronfman. And even their dad was like so embarrassed, you could tell by his tone. He's like, my daughter's got caught up in something really bad. Uh, and it's like an embarrassment to the family. Like he really like came out sort of but against them. Honestly, and- the thing is, like which I find is a cake in the story is like, it's sad to say like, how did these victims get into this place where they were a part of this cult and like how do they move on from here because to me I think that with any kind of following or group or cult is like people want a sense of belonging so I can only imagine those sisters weren't getting enough love from their family or they were having their own like issues personally and then they found this group that wanted them to be a part of it and they were giving them affection giving them love and they, they gave like a lot of money to the group too they gave a ton of money but i think what I they don't got any tears for them though was a sense of belonging all right next up we've got a story out of the crypto world and we don't we don't really co- cover a lot of crypto stories but i'm starting to feel the rumblings coming from within the industry so maybe there's going to be more stories to come here so the crypto people to me are really starting to feel like this community of like the bootleggers, like the splashy new money people coming up in the 20s. Um, And today we've learned that the crypto boss, Alex Mashinsky, so he's the CEO of Celsius Network, which, and this is a little bit complicated, I'll explain it after, which is an Ethereum-based lending platform operated by use of blockchain technologies. But Basically, in easier terms, Celsius is just like a cryptocurrency or a coin. So you know how people buy Bitcoin or Ethereum or all these different sort of coins that you hear about? Celsius is just a version of that coin. So Alex just gifted his wife $20 million in cell in coins shit. for her 50th birthday. And I mean, this really made the news. Wow. I want to marry him. I'd love to get $20 million on my birthday. Mine's coming. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, your birthday's coming up. This story makes me feel like the crypto world wants to be heard and seen and glorified. It's very new money. Very flashy. Very very flaunty. Like, I don't even understand crypto. And I can tell when people talk about it. I'm like, okay, you're a crypto guy or you're a SPAC guy. Either one, they remind me of each other. Yeah, because they're both sort of like that big new thing that everyone's like wants to hear about. But at the same time, they're like, are you a car salesman selling to me kind of thing? Some of the crypto guys like uh, Michael Novogratz, who I've tried to get on the show, like guys like that are serious, big time Wall Street guys. But then there is this whole network of like guys graduating college, buying all these obscure crypto coins, marketing them on TikTok. The coins are blowing up because of like influencers or like, I don't know what that is, but I'll jump up and down about it and get paid 10 grand. It reminds me of when Kanye gifted Kim like 10 mil in Fang stocks a couple years ago, remember for Christmas, which is Fang is Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. Google. And that's sort of like the big sexy stocks. And that story really made waves. Who reported this story? Like a gift happens between a couple quietly. Like who do you think called 
the New York Post and said, yo, Alex <laughs> bought his wife, gave his wife a $20 million gift for her 50th. Like it, somebody is he in the is process of like fundraising or something? I feel like he might be trying to make a PR stunt of some yeah, sort. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because, yeah, good point. But he, how does somebody gift somebody so publicly $20 million? And he's like in the middle of fundraising. Like it's just sort of obscure, no? Yeah, unless he's trying to show like, hey, look how well I did. I was able to gift my my wife 20 mil. So if you invest in me, you can be able to gift your wife 20 mil next year. All right. So the cake in the story is cryptocurrency and its community are like the bootlegger slash splashy new money people of the 20s. And I'm excited about it. I love splashiness. I love big stories like this. But I'll be following this guy a bit more closely now. I think that's I think they're trying to they're going to be like sort of the celebrity couple of the crypto world. All right, so there's been an unexpected charge not to a Nordstrom shopper, but rather to their employees. Nordstrom told Ooh, its on? furloughed store workers in April that their in- health insurance benefits would still be in place even though they wouldn't be getting a paycheck. But now they're asked to be paid back for their insurance premiums. So basically, the CEO of Nordstrom, who is Eric Nordstrom, Eric with Eric a K. With a K. <laughs> you know that too, right? Um, well, it's very Eric Nordstrom sounds very like the heir to the Nordstrom dynasty. We'll be taking over. Like that's the vibe I get. <laughs> well, very so, Dutch vibes. So basically, um, he wrote in a company-wide email in I think April when everything was going on with the pandemic that they should not worry because Nordstrom would be continuing to pay their benefits through May. Oh nice. And so everyone got excited. Yeah they got excited. It was a huge relief. However now that the workers are back they noticed that more chunks of money have been withdrawn from their pay stubs and it's really Nordstrom trying to charge them for their insurance. Wait, wait, wait. So, yeah, let, let me break this here. down. Let me break. So as an employer, so when you cover health insurance, right? So it could be $1,000. The company generally pays a percentage of that. So they may pay half of it and then the employee has to be paying the other half, right? Or in this case, I know they were saying that Nordstrom employees, I think, pay $80 per paycheck to cover mm-hmm. their insurance and then Nordstrom pays the rest. And so... I guess there was an email saying, like, for the month of May, we'll cover your health insurance. And people assumed that in the last few months, as the furlough period was extended, that Nordstrom would pay both the employer side of the insurance plus the employee fee for insurance as well. But that was not the case. They only paid the employer side. So all the money um, that employees generally have to pay for their insurance, which they thought was going to be covered by Nordstrom during this time since they weren't working, they actually still have to pay. Okay, I don't get it though because if they, so Nordstrom is trying to be the good guy. We're like, we're going to cover both sides of your insurance. We're going to furlough you guys. Like, sorry, tough times and we're retail and it sucks right now. Well, that's where it gets confusing because supposedly Nordstrom employees said that in an email that Nordstrom said that they would cover the entire cost of a worker's premiums for the month of June. But they just assumed if they were going to cover for June, they were covering for all months. And Nordstrom never specified that really they're only going to be paying half of it or however much they normally pay pre-pandemic. So basically, there's been a ton of confusion on why, how much they're owed, do they really need to pay this back? So when you get let go of a company, you can either get fired, laid off, or furloughed. Fired is for reasonings for if you're underperforming or whatever it is. That means we all know fired. We all know fired, fired, right? We all saw that. We all saw The Apprentice. (laughs) Okay, fair. Laid off means that 
there's something going on the company aka a pandemic happening and they have to let you go but it doesn't mean it was your wrongdoing so they have to let you go and they wish you the best of luck to find a new job but it's still bye furlough is when they're like a bye for now or they're like listen like the company is in a crisis or we have to let people go but we have every intention of bringing you back generally you do have to say like we're gonna bring you back in three months or six months you have to have some kind of date as an intent but given the pandemic you didn't need to specify when you're bringing people back you know one of the scandals was in the pandemic too is people were getting that unemployment um People getting that, like, whatever it was, 1200 or something. The PUA, pandemic assistance. Whatever it was that, like, a lot of people got. That, plus they were getting the furlough money. So some people were like, man, I'm making, like, more money than I would have when I was working. No, 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 no. That's job. that's different. So furloughed, you don't get money. It's only getting your – you're only getting your health insurance and benefits. Like, that's it. You're not oh, getting paid. paid good, but that's a good question. So with – and obviously, I only know this because I have a small business, but the difference with the the whole controversy with this unemployment period wasn't the furloughing. It was that you were getting unemployment, which would be up to like 550 depending on where you were and how much you make. And then mm-hmm. there was an additional $600 like up of pandemic assistance that you could get in addition. So some people with all that money were making like say $1,100 a week which was a lot of times more than that what they were making when they had a job got it got it yeah that's what the big thing was about and that's why everybody started uh trading on Robin Hood in March exactly and so the cake in this story for me is that I grew up at Babson College studying Nordstrom. They were always a case study on how great their culture was and how wonderful their customer service was. But I don't know if it's just me or Nordstrom's culture is really shifting since I read those case studies. Yeah, that's Because sketchy. just to give you perspective, here Nordstrom's now charging all their employees for their portion of health insurance. And while Macy's and JCPenney's, who are in very similar situations as them, are covering health insurance premiums for their store workers, who are furloughed and are not requiring those premiums to be paid back so even from a PR perspective like Nordstrom always usually does the right thing but they're not in this case and even during the pandemic I bought like $1,500 worth of ski stuff um, hoping I would ski which I didn't (laughs) and they lost the package got lost and they gave me like they would not refund my money until I talked to them 20 something times whereas Ugh. before you could you could return a dress from Macy's to Nordstrom and Nordstrom would give you money back so it's very different in their approach and I think this is just showing a reflection Ooh, that sketch McSketch over there no I'm just saying like <laughs> I didn't actually but that was the whole case study was like even um Home Depot the owner I was on a webinar with recently he's like yeah a girl tried to return tires to Home Depot we don't sell tires at Home Depot but That's we're gonna funny. give her money back because when we do she's gonna be a loyal customer for life And that was always the approach from Nordstrom of really making sure the customers are always right and building them into loyal, loyal customers. And so I think this is like there's a hard it's a hard time for retail. And I don't think they need any more bad press. But this is just one example where if they don't fix their culture soon and do the right thing, they're going to be really hurting in the future. I am a seriously loyal Bloomingdale shopper. I feel like I'm (laughs) cheating even covering the story right now. So let's move on. So it looks like Tiffany's and LVMH may have struck a deal, people, ahead of going to trial in January. Funny how that always happens, right? The deal gets struck right before the trial 
looms on. So for a little context, we have been following the story pretty closely. And this love story. This love story between two mega billionaires, mega billion dollar companies, you know, all the good stuff. LVMH and Tiffany's had a like sort of a loose handshake deal. Britt and I really dug into the story a few months ago to figure out what it was. They had sort of that one meeting where they closed but didn't sign the papers, right, Britt? It was like they sat down, came to the table, agreed on everything, shook hands, said, we're not going to date other people. Uh, Tiffany said, we're not going to go out. We're not going to try and get people to buy us. Like, we're yours and you're ours. And then, like, they were engaged. Literally. It's like they, like, were, they were exclusive and then exclusive, they got engaged. Yeah. And then yeah. LVMH tried to call off the wedding. Yes. And then Tiffany's like, let's make this work. Like, if not, like... I'm keeping the ring and we're yeah. going to go to court. So fast forward during the <laughs> pandemic, Tiffany's business was hit really, really hard. And LVMH was like, F that. I want out of this deal. However, Tiffany's said, F you. Like, you you propose. Like, we sat down. I've got the ring on my finger. You can't just run away from me right now. <laughs> Love me. Stay with me. <laughs> and just to give you some insight. So we were on the fence on how this was going to turn out once they headed to court. If LVMH. LVMH would have to go through with this deal or if they had some loopholes to get out of it. But it seems like they might have be walking down the aisle after all. LVMH has agreed to pay $131.50 a share, which is down from the original deal price of 135 per share. This is rumored to remember. This all is, rumored. Yeah. But weren't they trading around $130 today? Yeah, so they're trading at 130 today, which really makes me feel like they are close to striking this deal. Like for the media wow. to have picked up on that perfect uh, strike price, it just sort of shows that like, okay, this is on the table. We probably just need Salma Hayek to agree to let her husband <laughs> buy Tiffany's for her. Uh, also, did you see the French president just order the country into lockdown like literally moments ago? Because Wait, really? Because one of my um, event planner friends is in Paris and she was eating at some of my favorite restaurants. I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I was there. But like P.S. aren't cases surging? And she's like, yeah, sadly, they are. Oh my um, we're going to find out today what's going on. And that's sad because I wanted to go to Paris next month. Can you? OK, that is you could not travel to Paris right now. I know. I Can know, you imagine know. if like Mr. Salma Hayek, who's like one of the richest men in the world. <laughs> can you imagine if he's like, oh, I cannot get my pen because uh, to sign because we're in lockdown. Sorry, Tiffany's like, I think that'll oh, be God. so funny. Oh, my. Well, honestly, not funny, I think this terrible, might be, it's not funny. Yeah. It's definitely not funny. Uh, not who funny. do we feel bad for? Wait, we're sort of, this is almost a comedy at this point, but we're sort of on Tiffany's, uh, no, you and I separated. I was saying, like, yes. I was saying Tiffany's sort of, like, is trying to be all, like, bull moose about it. Like, too bad. This was the deal. And I'm kind of like, you know what? Everybody got effed over this past six yes, months. Yes, but you, and then you're like, why is Tiffany's being so annoying? And me, as a business owner, I'd be like, if you were and got this in writing and you were that close to doing a deal, and then to the point where you weren't looking looking at other buyers and pretty exclusive with someone, I would be fighting tooth and nail to get this deal done. Yeah, but um, I came so back I to the same point, whereas like there's a think of Quibi, think of all these people who like got totally screwed over because of the pandemic. Of course, I'm not saying like that's the right thing to do. But if I were Tiffany's, I would try every angle to make it work. But honestly, like with in terms of jewelry, I thought it would be a struggling part of retail but I was with my friend who works at Cartier and she was saying that their sales are like through the roof right now like I really went to Cartier 
recently and I was like hey yeah maybe I'll come back and get this piece of jewelry and they're like you better hurry up because we're almost sold out of majority of our love collection pieces I'm like wait what we're in <laughs> Trader a Joe get it going <laughs> no I bought it today actually oh, wow. um but I thought it was just interesting to see how well like jewelry is doing right now I don't know if it's because it's gold or if it's silvers I don't understand but maybe LVMH also saw that there was a, a quicker uptick in sales than they anticipated given the pandemic Now for a quick interruption, I just want to ask something out of you guys. If you were listening to the show today and have not subscribed, would you mind just taking a couple seconds to do so? It's super simple. I'm going to walk you through it really quick. All you have to do is pick up your phone that you're listening to the show on, go to the main screen. You should see a purple icon. It almost looks like a satellite dish and it says podcast below it. Once you open that up, in the search icon, type in cake for breakfast. The show will come up and just hit the subscribe button. It's free for you and very meaningful for me. It supports my business. And honestly, Oprah asks her listeners to do the same thing, so I don't feel weird about it. <laughs> thank you so much for listening and thank you even more for supporting the show today. All right, we are so, so excited to have two very special guests with us today. We have got Miss Stephanie Curry from Toronto and Mr. Mantas Venus from, where's he from, Steph? L.A., New York, <laughs> London, you guys are everywhere, right? Yeah, he's from all of those places, either one works. <laughs> so you guys, I'm going to bounce it to Britt to give some background because she knows Mantas personally. Britt, why don't you give some intro of how you, of how you got to know Mantas and got intro to Steph? So I met Mantis when he was a soul cycle instructor in New York, took his classes religiously, and then he would do booty camps at Bandier Studio. And so I started taking those. I introduced all my friends to his classes. We all fell in love. And then out of nowhere, he decided to move to London to open up their studio. So I have still am trying to find his replacement here in New York, but we adore him and his classes. And then through his boot camp during the pandemic, we met Steph, who has been his demo girl, but also the rock star fitness instructor as well. And so I started following her on Instagram, fell in love. And so as we started this new segment of bringing guests on, both of you were the two top people that we were thinking of, especially because fitness right now has been so hot so so hot yeah so the article we brought on with this dynamic duo is this article we found in Forbes which was sweating in style the rise of the fashion influencer so I sent this article to Steph her amant has a both right over it Steph I'd love your thoughts first just like when you read it what you felt about it maybe some background on the story and we could dive into it that way yeah, absolutely. Also, thank you for such a great intro, Britt. That was the best. You're the best. Um, so pretty much, I guess, what we've been talking about a lot in the fitness industry is just the change that we've seen over the past couple of months. So when our gyms closed um, back in March, we had to become super creative and people were not only turning to online fitness programs run through gyms and different studios, but instead there's been this huge rise in individual influencers that are now dominating the fitness game. And I think it's been so relatable because most of these influencers have been coming out with programs and also adapting in the same way that we are in our everyday lives. So that's been really powerful to watch them kind of come up with creative ways for us to stay fit, stay healthy, like whether that's working out at home in your kitchen or going for a walk, like 
they're kind of figuring it out at the same time as all of us are figuring it out at home. So people have Mm -hmm. started to really stick with these influencers and what they're coming up with. And there's just been a whole new level of like trust and excitement in the community. And we've seen some influencers that were leading in fitness before absolutely take off. And then a lot of other micro influencers are starting to really take off as well because they now have this platform that everyone's turning to. So when the pandemic hit, did you feel like an opportunity come upon the both of you? Were you kind of like, okay, this is actually a great starting spot, right? Or were you like, what the F are we going to do? Because now every (laughs) cycle in the world is closed. Well, it's a little bit of both. And for me personally, I have been on the influencer side longer than I've been on the fitness side. So I just started training and working at SoulCycle back, like I finished my training right when the pandemic hit in March. So I was kind of in this crossroad of how am I supposed to kickstart a career in fitness right now? Again, that kind of ties into like, how are we all going to adapt our lives in fitness and health as, you know, where we usually would work out together in these like Uh, in-person communities or in studios where you could just check into a class and all of a sudden your workout's done like we now are completely reliable on ourselves and we have to come up with new ways so my job was taken away from me which made it kind of difficult to infiltrate into fitness but that's kind of where I started to learn from Mantis who has like eight plus years of experience in the game and this switch from in-person to virtual for him was like obviously challenging at times but pretty seamless as well so if you want to talk a bit about that yeah and just to give you background on mantis so he he teaches at soul cycle like 50 classes in a day and 100 maybe 100 i'm not sure but in addition to that he has his own company called surf yoga beer and so essentially he which is a huge hit in new york that's oh, all huge. The cool if and you want to meet the hot guys like they're going on these trips so and, tra- the hot, it's all and the honestly it's funny city. enough trader joe's twin brother went on one of these retreats in december i'm like how do you know mantis and he's like how do you know him I'm like a soul cycle i'm like I've never i feel like that there. is a common question people are like but how do you I was know like, him did you find him through me please say yeah Mantis, do you know but Kristen? um Kristen, the videographer she was a videographer for our show Kristen, she oh did, she was yeah, yeah for stuff for surf yoga beer right she did she went to um iceland on a on a she also went to costa rica with costa us rica, as well. so yeah, she, yeah. But anyways, getting back to Beer is his whole company where he does these retreats all across the world multiple times a year where they combine both fitness and yoga as well as lots of partying with a really curated, fun group of individuals who come together um, for, say, like seven to ten days. And that's a very, like, physical experience. And so with the lack of travel for SYB and then also the studios being closed for soul cycle how did you adapt well you know going off of a uh, surf yoga beer it's uh it's a company that really requires you to you know you're going on a trip with other people and physically there but what we learned is that on these trips we create these group chats and that virtual group chat community stays so strong i mean the, there's group chats that are still alive from like three four years ago so we learned about like this is a kind of a almost like a test for us to a case study in, in, in ways to understand how a, you keep a community alive when you're not physically there. And it's not from one leader, it's like omnipresent. Like, so everyone's kind of throwing in whatever you want to throw in. And sometimes a few people reply or whatever. But, but, um, so that kind of kicked off the idea of like a, a online community for me. And then from there, uh, there was this beginning of the COVID phase where everyone was jumping onto 
Instagram live. Instagram struck. You guys remember that at Instagram the beginning live. when oh, like every our, single yeah. person you knew was doing like 10 workouts a day yeah. and yes. you kind of like watched them from your couch but you weren't doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we had a conversation at that point and we're like something's got to change just here. Just I'm not as familiar with Mentes program. Mentes, did you start your programs right at this point or had your programs like outside of surf yoga beer had your programs been in development? So we were doing uh, I call them booty camps kind of just a play on boot camp. We, we never take things too seriously. So we were doing those back uh, in New York at like this studio called Bandier, Studio B. Mm-hmm. We were all doing Love our that. classes there live. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's kind of transitioned to online. And I took booty camp, which was like our surf yoga beer workout. And I ran with that and kind of their rhythm-based workouts. Um, and we kind of started working on Zoom rather than Instagram Live because you could see people. And I think there's more interaction that way and more accountability from the uh, you know client side. I see like Apple's launching. I know you guys are with SoulCycle. Have these places uh, come to you and say, hey, can I buy your program? Can I buy essentially you to come in and start something for me? Like, is that something that's happening in the fitness influencer world right now? Uh, no, they're not coming individually and asking to, to purchase our program. Can programs. you imagine if Apple is Yeah, it's like, how? <laughs> no, I just mean in general, though, like, if that's sort of the, is that sort of like, like, everyone in our world wants to be bought out by, like, Barstool kind of thing, right? Like, yeah. we're, I'm just wondering if that's sort of the consensus in the fitness game right now. Well, look, I work in fitness. I work at SoulCycle, and I teach classes there, and I do my boot camp online. What would, like, uh, Apple Fitness buy would be either my idea or yeah. if I've created this booty camp and this booty camp is gaining success and it's very different, it's its own thing, then there's something for Apple to buy. Um, they are purchasing, like, I guess they're they're hiring people. They're not necessarily buying their, their ideas, yeah. unless their ideas or programs are extremely, like, narrow and specific that it's only attainable through purchase. Um, so th- there isn't much of that happening. They are hiring like just that, as they would hire tech talent or programmers or developers. Mm-hmm. They hire instructors because it's high talent and that really creates the product, right? The content. And you see a lot of ex instructors from SoulCycle going to these other places, uh, either Peloton or Apple Fitness or a lot of other places that are now opening up. You know, there's Tonal, there's uh, Mirror, there's... Uh, Hydro Row. Row. There's there's so many that are. I think the market is just starting to really pop up right now, and it's a fantastic time for these companies that are raising capital with really uh, kind of like the the most ease they've ever had. That's so cool. There have been a lot of great companies like Rumble or SoulCycle or Berries, Mm -hmm. where it's like there's a brand, and like that's why people go, and then they fall in love with instructors but now I'm seeing a trend more and more so where people are going directly to the instructors like for me like mm-hmm. I used to just be like yeah I'll just take a soul cycle class and now I'm like it's such a snob like I won't go to class <laughs> unless I kind of know the person I like their music and what's interesting with Apple TV and how people are recruiting um, instructors from Peloton makes me wonder if like similar to the modeling world where they of course want to see like who's going to be the best fit for the campaign but they also look at your influence and they look at how many followers you have because once the ad goes live if they're picking someone who has a million followers versus zero that person with a million followers Mm -hmm. will probably have influence in making sure that campaign does a little bit better and so do you find that's becoming a factor as you guys are seeking opportunities whether it's like fashion brands for clothing or for careers in terms of where you work 
Yeah, for sure. I think that the talent aspect, especially in fitness, will always be a huge factor because a big company like Apple can, they have the resources to invest in the best top of the line tech and stuff. But we always say like a person can be set up for success in a fitness class. They can have the best music. They can have the top of the line equipment. But like if they suck at teaching and they're not engaging, like you're not going to have a good experience. Bad so music I think is the worst, isn't it? Bad music. There's literally nothing bad worse teachers. than that. <laughs> a boring teacher too, like we're over it. So I feel like the partnership with talent and like the influence that they have and the ability that they have to connect with the users will of course be like the biggest key for investing in the future of fitness as it becomes more virtual as we don't have the opportunity to be meeting in person the way that we were before um so but there is one thing that's very you know that your relationship with soul cycle for instance or barry's boot camp will be the instructor that you follow so you'd ask the instructor the questions that you might have rather than the company itself Mm -hmm. and the bigger the following a person has the harder it is to connect like individually it's doable but it's extremely difficult and i know this just from our history with uh sir phil gabir we've hired you know trainers instructors leaders for our trips who've had 200 plus follow thousand followers on instagram but their ability to sell a trip because the trips are expensive they're like around two thousand dollars to sell that trip is very hard rather than somebody who has like two thousand followers connect to them one-on-one and can sell them a trip so there you have to like weigh it out how well you you know it's not just a numbers game where Mm -hmm. someone just has a high number it's really how much they engage to that audience and in a direct way which is the the gateway for a company to relate to their their clients and you do that so Mm -hmm. well i remember when you were doing your first round of boot camp um during the pandemic you sent uh, me and all my friends little voice notes being like hey like Mm -hmm. our program's launched like you should definitely do it and that got all my friends to sign up and i think that part like the touch points in how you engage i think you're right is so crucial even more so than the numbers and that's why we're seeing like micro influencers becoming even more popular than say the super super big um, for sure. Answers. Steph, question for you, because it sounds like you just sort of graduated into this new career, new lifestyle. What's sort of your yes. goals? What's sort of your goals in the space? What do you hope to do with your career in this now? At first, I was like, oh, shit. Um, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, I first of all, like I was supposed to go into teaching and then I had to wait five months. So I had to like reteach it to myself. But then as I entered the space, I was like, none of us really know what we're doing. And then, you know, like I worked for two months and then we just closed down due to the pandemic tightening in my area. So I think it's just like being open-minded and keeping in mind that like we're all pushing towards like wellness. And I feel like the, the idea that health is wealth is kind of something that's growing in all of our lifestyles or at least that's what I've seen over the pandemic like we're no longer investing in experiences the way that we were I know like I personally am buying way less products and stuff like but instead what we're focusing on right now is like how we can better ourselves. I feel like I have that personal connection where I can listen to what people want kind of build that in um I guess it's just kind of like growing with the community that I've created Mm -hmm. and keeping them engaged because I'm still learning too I guess 
I saw like uh, sportswear is up like 40% since the pandemic, which is crazy. What are your favorite brands to wear to work out and just for like every day? I personally live in like athleisure where I can't remember the last time I put on a pair of jeans. And I love that we've kind of lost the formality of having like work clothes and workout clothes and that it's more of a hybrid. I love Lululemon, got to rep the Canadian brands. Mm-hmm. I wear a lot of aloe yoga. And then I also, I've been working with a company called Lilybod for the oh, past couple of years. Yeah, they make really comfortable, really flattering um, workout clothes uh, for like all different shapes and sizes. Where were your pants from last Thursday during the workout class? They're black. With those like would be Lilybod. They were? Those were Lilybod. I wore them today as well, yeah. Oh my God, I have to get those. Okay, good call. And I just got them a few weeks ago. <laughs> Are you a talentless man? That looks like a talentless sweater to me. Um, I'm the guy who wears like a white shirt from like 12 years ago to my workout, so don't ask me about fashion. It's got a Scott Disick talentless vibe to it. The material looks like it that he's wearing. You know, I typically wear no shirt, so no, it's yeah. not a problem. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> have you really ever seen him in clothes? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's his brand. That's his go-to brand. I, I do have one brand that actually I wear. Um, it's called Ten Thousand. There it they, is. Ten Thousand. Uh, yeah, a, a friend of mine, Keith, runs the company. It's called Ten Thousand. SoulCycle uses their stuff. I think Barry's other companies of a uh, their guys compression shorts, and we've done some for Surf Yoga Beer as well. And I swear, this short I wear for like eight days straight on a trip. <laughs> from like we surf in them, we like work out in them, I sleep in them, I wake. <laughs> Like I go to dinner like, and like he cleans himself. They're <laughs> super versatile. Ew, like, ew. <laughs> Lucky you, Steph. Eight days straight. Eight days straight. If you want to buy your pair, if you want to buy your man a pair of shorts and you're tired of doing the laundry, it's ten thousand, baby. That's what you should it's be buying. 10, I just think you guys have the coolest life. I know we want to let you go now because we've taken up enough of your time wait, here. Wait, but, wait, 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 oh, wait. Okay. okay. So I just want to know what they're alive. <laughs> okay, but first off, for our bachelor fans. Um, I mentioned this before, Mantis had this man cave in New York City and had a friend named Dale, who I think went to some (gasps) classes. And didn't he take, didn't he take over your lease when you moved to London? Yeah. So yeah, Dale's, you know, he's a good friend of mine and he's living in uh, my apartment, but I guess, you know, he's paying rent. So let's say it's his apartment now. (laughs) Um, But yeah. He's in my apartment right there on 22nd and Broadway for all you ladies. No, I'm just joking. That's Cut that out. That's literally where I live. That's where I live. Holy shit. Wait, that's... You guys are neighbors. <laughs> I always see him filming his stories and like all of Mantis's stuff is in the background. And oh I'm my like, God. Like, that's are. it. Okay, so what is he like? I mean, so I are him... they together? What's You the can't ask there? that. You probably can't well, ask okay. that. <laughs> well, off air, we can talk Is Claire down the block from... Is Claire in my building right now? <laughs> is she your neighbor right now? <laughs> but is is he a nice guy? Do you approve of him? going on the show Dale, absolutely Dale's the best Dale has been on a, a bunch of SYB trips as our leader and he's like s- such a humble guy that it's hard to like it's very easy to judge a book by its cover you know you see like NFL player like this huge perfect perfect, perfect looking guy like, but he he's very humble and he speaks from the heart genuinely most of the time like 99 percent of the time we just right. knew when he was going on the show we were like he's gonna be so successful and then of course like midway through the summer everything's coming out being like <laughs> the dale moss and we were like there it is like there it is <laughs> I, don't, I haven't even watched no night. i haven't watched it either i only saw I see all the headlines date. and follow everything very closely we um, watched the Dale highlights. You guys, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Give us, give us your day to day routine. You both are incredibly good looking, incredibly great shape. What do you do daily, Steph and Mantez? What do you do hourly? Like I've seen the shirtless pics. 
Well, a typical day today for both of us is just teaching some classes. Like at the moment, right now I'm not teaching, but before uh, I'm teaching like around two Soul Cycle classes a day. Um, just trying to stay fit. Like once you get into this routine of constantly moving your body and uh, like sweating and stuff, it's addicting. Like when you when you take a break, you're just itching to do something. So I'd say like we're both living pretty fit and active lifestyle, but also with that level of balance. We love to hang out and do other things. My daily routine is to move every day. When I don't move, it it's almost like the, the endorphins are dormant in my body and it's like I went to sleep. It's like I never woke up. So that that there's this drive to like to like go for a run and go for a workout, have a pull-up bar or something. Mm-hmm. That's an addicted, like habitual feeling that I have and I both of us have. And everyone I think everyone should have that habit because it makes you feel so good to move. And what is your favorite snack to eat? No, I was going to say, I want to know the eating. Like, what's the eating? Yeah, we need to know the eating. And also, like, what do you eat before Soul Cycle? Sometimes I'm so hungry, but then I'll eat, like, a pizza, a slice of pizza, and then I feel disgusting. <laughs> and I just want to know. It's a constant snacks. struggle, isn't it's it? So, it's a big um, struggle. I would say, for me personally, I would do more mornings. And <clears throat> like you, I can't really eat that much before I work out in the morning. So I would rely on taking something like through liquid. So I put a bit of like a protein shake into my coffee type of thing. Mm. Um, I'd say like I, I eat pretty healthy, but also very balanced. Like I eat pizza all the time because it's my absolute nice. favorite food. But but I, I don't think it's a fair question to ask us this. Our metabolisms are revved up to like a 10th degree. We're always hungry. We're hungry Every single hour of the day, including midnight. And (laughs) and to be fair, most of the time, it doesn't really matter too much what we eat because we work out so much cardio heavy Mm -hmm. that it just burns right through. So it's an unfair question. I would say he eats enough for two people though. Do not compare what (laughs) we eat. So what would you recommend your writers like before class? Like, do you say like shakes? Do you say peanut butter? Do you tell me a banana, an orange? pizza like what cupcake like what do I eat I'd say just like anything that's gonna give you energy like it doesn't necessarily have to be too much that you can literally feel it moving because there's a lot of movement in this class but something that gives you energy I notice right away like in the first couple minutes of working out that I'm depleted if I'm not energized before so like I think it's important to definitely fuel before you work out and just to test it out like figure out what's best for you just don't give you a secret What's that? No, no. never. I can give you Not guys. Not before, but after. <laughs> one little tidbit, a secret, is to make sure you have coffee before your workout if you so want to intensify it. Oh. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay, that's a good little one. caffeine kick. Yeah. little caffeine mm-hmm. kick. I'll put some protein. That's like all the athletes coffee. do Adderall before they work out, like professional no, athletes. No. No. <laughs> no? I heard that. I actually no. read that. Natural caffeine. Well, yeah. maybe some crazy ones. But, Them and Donald you know. Trump before the debates, apparently. Same <laughs> <laughs> right. wavelength. What show are you guys watching right now? We're watching Harry Potter because the I've Harry never, Potter I've... marathon because he's never seen it before. <gasps> Wait, Sorry, I've what? never seen we, Harry Potter. We are in London. Wait, and are if you kidding me? Like, have you Brit, gone if to you the were in my classes, station? oh my god! If you were in my classes, Brit, you would be like, "Are you is this guy crazy?" Because all I talk about is Harry Potter. I'm like, "Okay, guys, you remember episode three when he's like <laughs> talking to the Dementors, and he's like, I already know I could do it.' Talking I want to a bunch you to of feel, Brits that are I want just you like, to feel. What? This movie was made in 2001, <laughs> and they're like, we've already canceled J.K. Rowling, and we're on to Adele.'" <laughs> um, yeah. You guys are the best. You're super gorgeous. I cannot wait to sign up for Mantez's. Now, how do we sign up for your program, Mantez? Well, if you just check out my Instagram, okay. at MantisVenus mm-hmm. or MantisVenus.com. And it's every Thursday on Zoom, Thursday at 12 New York time, 12 New York time, PM London time. 
Perfect. Get on. It's free. Try it out. Oh my gosh, definitely. And Steph, we're just we're excited to see all the cool pics you got dropping in the fitness thank in the you. fitness world. And then we'll see you on the bike soon at Soul Cycle, hopefully. Absolutely. Woo-hoo! Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for your time. That was a really great insight Thanks, into guys. the fitness world. We talk about this all the time on the show, so we're excited to talk to the two pros. Yay. Thank right. you guys thank so you guys. much. Bye. We love, love your show. We love your show. All right, for the play of the day today, guys, I usually come into this obsessed with shows. I am pitching you Rebecca because it is like the top five shows on Netflix for the past couple weeks. I thought it was incredibly overhyped. I thought the characters are gorgeous. Obviously, Lily James is in the news right now for Dominic West. Also, apparently she was having like some sort of affair with Army Hammer um, on this what? show as well. And the wife found a bunch of text messages. So Stop. Lily James, is we that, got our modern that... day Angelina Jolie on our hands. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Gorgeous well, Army scenery. Hammer is gorgeous. Is literally gorgeous. So, He's gorgeous. I, mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame her. People don't know his name as well, but he was like the guy. I mean, I feel like everybody knows him from Social Network, where he played the Winklevosses, and he literally looks like the better looking version of them. <laughs> he's i mean he's cute i like his blue eyes didn't you find the show I flat uh i thought it was cute like i it wasn't something that i'm dying to see again cute. but it's it like was suspense i watched it with movie. my roommates <laughs> it was a cute like light-hearted um movie to watch um Ru- yeah uh, i would just mm, i would watch it just as you watched it yeah you gotta watch <laughs> it and it's like a movie like i feel like the original came out it's like done in the 30s but the original came out in like maybe our grandma's time so i feel like it was it was a really famous book grandparents love this movie back in the day it's a suspense show um I, I just there's no dialogue nothing really like made sense to me and the woman at the beginning I freaking hated she was so mean she's like you know those shows where it's like the rich woman from Britain who's like ugly and mean and then she's got the really good looking um uh maid or whatever you know what it gave me vibes of do you remember the favorite. Do you remember the favorite from like two years ago? Oh, yes, 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 yes. It had like the favorite vibe, I thought. Oh, Just sort of the beginning of right. it. Yeah. yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, like a girl, like a maid rising from the maid's quarters and like entering into like glamorous society kind of thing. That's sort of the vibe of it. Anyway, I give this one like a five. I still think you should, just, if there's really not too much to choose from, I would just watch it just to have something on the tv okay and then guys we're gonna watch uh the queen's gambit over the weekend because i know everybody's talking about it and we gotta get in front of that one all right well everybody have a great weekend and we're so excited for a big interview we have coming up next week with the (gasps) one and only miss Allie webb Webb, the founder (laughs) of dry bar the icon the legend the goat oh i am brit and i are just like we've been working so hard on this interview and we are so excited to bring it uh, I literally fruition. studied her for years and years and years. Like, I I don't know if I'm going to just, like, fangirl way too hard or if I'm going to giggle, if I can <laughs> speak. Oh, my God. I'm so nervous but so excited. It's going to be a really great interview. She's been so successful in building not only an amazing beauty service company called Bl- Dry Bar, but they also built out the entire product line, Dry Bar. And sold it for, like, 250 sold- mil we discovered yesterday. $225 million, which yeah. is awesome. Jeez. So stay tuned for that next Next week, and I hope you enjoyed our awesome guests on this episode, Steph and Mantis. Love them. Happy Halloween, everybody. Woo-hoo. If you love what you heard today, please rate, review, and subscribe. Guys, we are really trying to get our review numbers up because our download numbers are going up, so we want the reviews to reflect that. It takes literally two minutes. Hit the purple podcast icon button on your phone. It's an app. And just... Put in a review. You can say, great work, guys. 
Love the show. Brittany, you're hilarious. Jess, I love you. Whatever you want, just throw us a review. We'll be ever so happy. You can add us on Instagram at girlonthestreet underscore or at Brittany.lo, that's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y dot L-O or at Cake for Breakfast podcast. All right, that's all for today. Don't forget to tune in Tuesdays and Thursdays for Cake for Breakfast. And once again, we love our sponsor, MillenniLink. And by using code CAKE, C-A-K-E, as the promo code, you will get 25% off your hiring fees now through Christmas. So just go onto their website, www.millennilink, M-I-L-L-E-N-I-L-I-N-K dot com slash contact dash us, U-S, and you will get 25% off those hiring fees. So reach out, get connected, and achieve your hiring goals now.